1: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com
2: I want to talk about Kenny Pickett to start today's episodes but I want to do it in a different way than we have been because a lot of the talk about Kenny Pickett on these shows, on a lot of shows has kind of been um, in the tone of I don't think we got the guy here. I think it might be in the best interest of the Steelers to look outside of the organization, bring Mason Rudolph back to compete with Kenny. Either way, bring in competition for Kenny Pickett. You even heard the head coach and the owner say pretty much as much. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about it from the side of the street where Kenny Pickett does come into whatever potential he still has. And things work out for Kenny what does that look like for the Steelers? What does that look like for him as a quarterback? I think the I original the original comp, it's funny, because I, I got two comps right now, and they're both out there as free agents this year. Originally, a lot of people said Kirk Cousins, right, was the ceiling for Kenny Pickett. And I think people said that to kind of downplay him a bit. He's not going to be a Burrow. He's not going to be a Mahomes. He's not going to be an Allen. He'll be in that tier of a Cousins. Mm-hmm. But like his ceiling is kind of limited after seeing what you have seen in a year and a half of Steelers quarterback, Kirk play, Cousins is a
1: giant cobbler, awesome. Yeah. yeah.
2: And Kirk really is a much better quarterback than a lot of the general public makes him out to be. But that was like the ceiling for Kenny mm-hmm. that you heard a lot of places. And then I'm looking at it now and I'm wondering is the ceiling Ryan Tannehill? Oh. From his time in Tennessee, not so his time in Miami, mean, his time in Tennessee.
0: Does that mean you think his ceiling projection has gone down?
2: Well, let me ask you, uh, let me ask a question to counter your question. Do you think Kirk Cousins is better than Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. Then, yes, I think yeah. that is clear that my ceiling for Kenny has taken a dip a bit. How mm-hmm. could it not? 25 games in hasn't shown you even a spark of being a Kirk Cousins type quarterback. So, Let's pretend that you do squeeze the most juice out of Kenny Pickett, and he is Ryan Tannehill, 33 touchdowns, 7 interception, almost 4,000-yard guy from the 2020 season, second season with Arthur Smith as the OC. Is that good enough to win in the NFL? And I mean obviously it's good enough to win regular season yeah, games. Yeah, I like I like you to define But is it good win. enough to get you to an AFC Championship game? Win that AFC Championship game? Be competitive in that AFC Championship game? Have a shot at contending for a Super Bowl? Does that ceiling of quarterback play give you a chance? I'm going to argue that yes it does. I want to say yes I'm because gonna say we've it does.
0: seen Ryan Tannehill get to an AFC Championship game. We've seen Ryan Tannehill win and earn an, a number one overall seed in the AFC. But I hesitate, Tom, because I don't know if you're really going to get out of Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, under Arthur Smith caliber caliber play. I re, I know we're playing the hypothetical of, let's just say, You're going down the Kenny negative Pickett path again. I go, don't lie. We're trying to be positive that here. that way, but... I really, I, I don't like playing the hypothetical game with Kenny Pickett just because you you play hypotheticals when you don't know too much about a certain person or a certain team. I feel like we know everything there is to be known about Kenny Pickett at this point. So it's hard for me to say, oh, well, if Kenny Pickett can be, can be Ryan Tannehill, can he get you to that point? I want to say yes, but I don't know if Kenny Pickett can get to that point of Ryan Tannehill's output when he was playing under Arthur Smith as his OC. I
2: just, you know, there has to be a give and take between the OC and the quarterback. It's not all Canada's fault, it's not all Pickett's fault. Pickett probably deserves more of the blame than Canada because he's the one actually out on the field playing. But there's definitely a relationship there and I want to see what Kenny might look like sans Matt Canada. And I know this is what the Pickett heads always go to and trust me folks, it makes me as mad as you do, but when I'm trying to Analyze Pickett in this light, I got to use this for my argument. Look at the first Bengals game, first time mm-hmm. without Canada, Pickett's first start without Canada as his offensive coordinator. 400 yards as an offense. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't score a touchdown, but he was incredibly efficient through the air. Um, I think there might have been one duck or two bad passes that he threw, but he looked a lot better than he had in previous games, despite only scoring 16 points. And then, Mm -hmm. obviously, the Arizona Cardinals debacle happens. He gets hurt trying to scramble for a touchdown at the goal line. He was 7-for-10 for for 70 yards before that happened. And you extrapolate that out to a full game's worth of quarterback play.
0: Yeah, at 70% completion That's looking like a 24-for-28
2: game with... Mm-hmm. Probably a touchdown or two sprinkled in there and, and probably thrown for close to 250, 300 yards maybe. So there was this little small blip of Kenny without Canada, and it looked good. It looked better than what we had seen. And then he gets hurt, and then Mason comes in and plays great, and you can't give the reins back to Kenny after seeing what Mason did. Mm-hmm. But there is that part of me that sees those two little sparkles in the distance of those Bengals games in that first couple drives against the Cardinals. And that gives you that that still feeling of what if. Like what, what if it was the offensive scheme and the coordinator that was holding him back more than his own poor play was. Now, I don't think the offensive coordinator was holding him back to become one of these world beaters. Like I said, a Burrow, a, a Mahomes or an Allen or a Jackson or in that kind of class. But maybe a very good to great offensive coordinator can help unlock Ryan Tannehill 2020 level play out of this kid. And that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm just like, we talk so much about, and I agree with you in a lot of the things you said about 25 games is a long sample size. We've kind of seen what we need to know. Yes, Canada was Mm -hmm. bad, but Pickett missed a lot of layups as well that had you scratching your head. There's part of me that wants to completely be you know, just washed over with that kind of opinion about it. But I I can't let myself do that because, A, I think they're going to start Kenny Pickett this year, uh, come training camp and start next season. So I'm just trying getting on board for that already. And, B, you know, I refuse to believe that this kid that – he's three years younger than me – but this person (laughs) that was so good in college broke Deshaun Watson's ACC touchdown record in his last season. And went to the pros in one games early. Didn't blink in moments like at Baltimore, late. Right. Vegas Raiders
0: at home, late. Even this season, against Baltimore at, moments at home. moments like that. One mm-hmm. games
2: late. You know, people say, well, it's too big for him. He can't handle it. Well, those would tell you that he can handle the biggest stage with the most pressure possible in those waiting moments of games. I, I refuse to believe that. He's going to end up his his career as statistically being argued one of the worst quarterbacks to ever suit up in the NFL. It's hard for me to completely buy into that, even after a 25-game sample size. And the saving grace to that is Matt Canada, woefully underqualified and incompetent as an offensive coordinator. Arthur Smith, very competent and very qualified as an offensive coordinator. If Pickett fails with him, then I think I will be able to comfortably mm-hmm. set sail on the picket ship and say he's not the guy it's time to officially move on but and maybe we already know that like you said you th- I think you're in the camp that we already know that I'm sure a lot of people are but let's just find out for sure mm-hmm. because I got a news flash for you they ain't going to get Kirk Cousins they ain't trading for Russ they ain't getting Justin Fields they're still probably another year away from contending in the AFC and maybe pushing for a Super Bowl so if you're going to say well you can't just waste time with Kenny it's 2 years now you're it's been another year and a, a half a year or another year trying to see what you got is it really that big of a waste of time what are you wasting potentially winning a playoff game because I feel like that's probably their ceiling and the next step that this team logically takes they're they're not going to just win a Super Bowl next year or be in the same breath as the Chiefs Bengals Bills Ravens
0: Yeah, we think we've we've said for a while now on this show That we think this team is more than just a quarterback away. Right? Who was it that came out and said that? A lot of people have
2: said that. I've heard it from people on ESPN,
0: um, people who write up things on CBS Sports. A lot of people have said that they're just a quarterback. Certainly, if you get, I mean, you put a Patrick Mahomes on any team, you're automatically a contender, but you can't just add, even if you were to, a Kirk, the names you said that aren't coming, a Russ, a Kirk. A field. And you might be a contender. I don't think you I add, don't think that that translates into this team is all of a sudden a top three team in the conference.
2: If you add a Kirk, you're really just a contender, you know, as far as talk is concerned. You'll you'll lead, get up, and first take as Steelers make a big move. Mm-hmm. Can they win the AFC? You'll have people, yes they can, or no, they still can't. Like it'll be a very debate style topic about the Steelers and they'll be thrust into the conversation of a contender sure. but, would but you it won't truly matter until be you a get contender? to the regular season right like i don't know if that just alone gives you enough to to beat some of these big boys in the, the big boy in the AFC because there is no sum of these anymore. It's Kansas City. It's it's the name blatantly of the, obvious. The name of the game is beat Kansas City now for the mm-hmm. rest of the 15 AFC teams. That's that's the only objective. It's it's like how Gronk started dominating the league, and then teams like the Steelers and the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets and teams that see him all the time were like, How do we guard this guy? Terrell Edmonds? Can we get dra- like can we get him to guard mm-hmm. this guy? And he helps with the Kelsey and Andrews too. Like the tight end position just made teams have to adjust to how do we beat these freak tight ends? That is what's killing us at the finish line every time. Now it's just how do you build your team to beat Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. You know, the Bills tried it. They go out, they get Von Miller. They try to get all these pass rushers to follow that Tampa Bay strategy of beating Mahomes in the Super Not Bowl. Enough. No, because what did the Chiefs do? They built their offensive line back up, and Mahomes is now six years smarter than he was. It's crazy.
0: They, years they ago. got rid of Orlando Brown and it's still somehow They've just, just a good, if not better, without him. It's better. It's younger. It's better. And he's a more cerebral quarterback
2: as he continues to grow in this league. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to find a kryptonite. Um, I think still the kryptonite that translates to any matchup in the NFL quarterback-wise is in play for them. If you can rush three and get home a lot and drop it, Everybody else back in coverage have eight people in coverage. You should be okay. You should be able to do something. like That's but how the Patriots Mahomes beat the undefeated is, Brady. is good enough. that or he The even, Giants, excuse me, beat the right. Patriots. That's a lot of the, what the Buccaneers did against Mahomes and the Chiefs. But he's
0: good enough to avoid that or, or plan around that. Well, you know, sometimes
2: Superman overcomes the kryptonite, right. too.
0: I mean, in fact, almost all the time that ends up happening. So let's get back to so, an, an initial question you asked was about... Kenny Pickett, you you want to give him at least one more shot because of Arthur Smith, but how how long is that leash? That's all entirely up to Pickett, I think. I mean, if he looks bad in the first two three games, and the Steelers are one and two, zero and three. Well, we talked about this a little bit last week. You know, I said in the first four games, say he goes two and two. You said that's enough. You know, you have if you have a five hundred above record.
2: Because I have to imagine that if they're two and two, he hasn't like had like a five interception type of game or, or So let I mean, me ask so let me let me like extrapolate.
0: That. You know, you said two and two is fine. So what if they go nine and eight? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean that that two and two it's translates to nine and eight, right? And say his touchdown ratio is like nine t- touchdown interception ratio is like nineteen or twenty to like five. Where do you move forward from there? Say he gets, uh, sorry. So they're Mason, nine and eight. Mason's gone. So he throws for twenty touchdowns to five interceptions. Yeah, and they're nine and eight. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a
2: lot of improvement from where he was. A lot of
0: improvement. But twenty touchdowns. I would have liked
2: to seen that this year, though, and that's right. why I think he's got to do maybe even more because he skipped the step. He but
0: and twenty touchdowns over a seventeen game season. It's not that much actually, but for him it seems it's a lot, like a lot. Right. I mean that's at least two, three games where you've thrown more than one touchdown pass in. So, but I I really struggle to to gauge where I should put that number because I said fifteen. You know that's that's an even number, a good even number, but that's less than one touchdown per game, and I guess that's what he's doing now. But that still seems criminally low for this day's NFL. So I had to go twenty. But am I reaching when I say twenty touchdowns? It feels like it.
1: Those are the most obvious. But let's say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. So
2: Ryan Tannehill, I know he had the year where he had 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions with Arthur Smith. It's pretty good. But Ryan Tannehill turned the ball over. Early in his career, too. Kenny, if there's one strength that I'll give Kenny Pickett right now, it's his ability to protect the football. He does not put the ball in harm's right. way That's very why often. I went with
0: that kind of 4-to-1 ratio. So, but my point is,
2: you've got a quarterback now, if you're Arthur Smith, that is maybe even more protective of the football than Ryan Tannehill was when your offense was at its peak in 2020. Can that benefit you even greater. See, I don't know. But he only threw seven picks in 2020, so it's not like he was out there throwing Mm -hmm. Josh Allen-level interceptions. But I don't know if
0: it does because we know the saying, uh, risk and and reward, he's not turning the ball over because he's not taking that risk. So the interceptions can come down, but I think that translates to less touchdowns also.
2: And you know, a lot of this, you know, if he becomes Ryan Tannehill – can you win with Ryan Tannehill debate, you know, it's fun to make the comp and say, yeah, he's Ryan Tannehill, or yeah, he's Kirk Cousins, but maybe he plays similarly to them or has a similar ceiling to them in the regular season. What if he's a different playoff quarterback than Tannehill? You know, Tannehill threw those, what, four or five picks against the Bengals when they were the one seed uh, 2021, the year after Arthur Smith left. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that Kenny does that, you know? in a lot of ways although Tannehill was a big factor in Tennessee being as good as they were for that 3 year stretch he was their undoing ultimately right and when you say about a quarter when you make a quarterback comparison like Kenny it's going to be Ryan Tannehill i think that puts a taste in everybody's mouth of okay we're going to have some fun moments we're going to have some good teams
0: but ultimately at the end is he going to end up becoming the undoing and you remember his first year without Arthur Smith was the year they got to that number 1 overall seed but that was the year where he threw four interceptions in that divisional round game against the Bengals which cost them that game
2: i think it was two it was two it was two years after that they got the one seed but it was two years that they got the they, 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 they seed in 2021. No, they lost the Baltimore in 2021. Oh, in you're right. Round, so two years later. Okay, well, but like l- the look point at, remains. look at the four four year run for the Tennessee Titans with Tannehill and Arthur Smith in this regime. They were nine and seven and ran all the way to the AFC title game. Mm-hmm. Then they were the six seed the
0: next year and pulled off an upset in the first round on the on the league MVP. And then and that year's number one seed. Then they go to
2: twenty twenty one. No, then then they twenty twenty one was when they beat the the Ravens. So it was two years after Arthur Smith. Twenty twenty was when they were in the playoffs again as the sixth seed, and they beat New England. And then that was the year. Okay, see I'm all backed up with my Yeah, AFC I thought history. I
0: was right. I thought nineteen they got to the, the championship game. No, that was twenty.
2: Nineteen right. they didn't make the playoffs. Twenty right. they get to the
0: AFC championship game. Twenty one is when they lose, lose to Baltimore.
2: Yes. twenty No, 21 is when they beat Baltimore. And then 2022 is when they lose as the number one over. I seed.
0: think you still
2: have a. I'm looking at it right now. I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> You're wrong. 2021 playoffs. They beat Baltimore or they lose to Baltimore. Then that's what I said. Then 2022. They're the one seed and they lose in the first round. That's what I Cincinnati. said. No, you didn't. Or you did. Who cares? The point <laughs> is Tennessee had a lot of success.
0: Yeah, they made it to the po- They quarter- made it
2: deep. A quarterback of that caliber can translate to a lot of fun moments for your fan base. And just because Tannehill's ceiling and Tannehill's story ended with a lot of negative doesn't mean that when Kenny Pickett potentially reaches that crossroads, he throws four interceptions against the Bengals in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Maybe he throws four touchdown passes in a playoff game. Maybe instead of you know, becoming your worst version of yourself, you become one of the better versions of yourself when the game hits those weighty moments. You won't know that until Kenny actually gets to the playoffs and starts a playoff game. But if Kenny Pickett becomes a version of Ryan Tannehill, you can have success with that as a team. It's just always going to be a big question and always going to be a worry in everybody's mind of how much success they can have. And I, I have a feeling that even if they're – you know, one seed good, twelve and five good, there will be a lot of doubts in the back of a lot of people's minds that can they really get that job done? And you know what? This is kind of unfair to talk like this because you you can talk like this about anybody until they get the job done, right so it's but
0: it's I think it's it's unfair and fair at the same time because but we always
2: assume that they're not going to get like exactly the American way is to assume that someone will fail until they prove us wrong and right. succeed. And then when they succeed, we ultimately pivot and say, well, succeed again, all right? Just prove that it wasn't mm-hmm. a
0: fluke. So you're kind of going the opposite, where he's failed, eh, failed enough, and you're saying, well, fail again so I can be sure that the right move is to and move I get, on. And I guess
2: what I'm also saying is even if you don't believe in your heart of hearts that if you get to the point where he's a, a Tannehill-level quarterback and you're winning games and going to the playoffs and maybe making a, a little bit of a playoff run— you know, oh, what's the point? Because it's useless. You're never going to get past the Chiefs. You're never going to go to the Super Bowl anyway. Just give yourself the chance. Put yourself in that right. game. Make it so that you know the wind blows a certain way on a field goal, or a tip pass lands right in someone's hands and they take it to the house for for six for you. My worry though like, is that like give yourself a puncher's chance in that type of game, and if Pickett can reach the level that Tannehill did with Arthur Smith. Then I think Pickett at quarterback can give you a chance at least in those type of games.
0: Can you really up what you saw out of Kenny Pickett for a whole season, let alone a whole career, of well, you know you're gonna go into the first quarter down. You know you're gonna go into the second or into the start of the second half down. You'll likely start the third or the start of the fourth quarter down. Well, you can't stomach
2: can't get... it. You, you can't stomach that anymore. If
0: that continues, you can't
2: do it. And that's and that what would, I'm saying. But that wouldn't translate to being like a Tannehill. That wouldn't translate into him unlocking even this new potential that I have for him. If it's the same old, same old, and they're down in the first half, and they're always coming back, and they're 9 and 8, and he has 13 touchdowns and 9 interceptions total on the season. It's the same old, same old then. There was no step forward. There was no Tannehill-level play. There was no unlocking of something else at the quarterback position.
0: Well, no, I I think you can, you know, 13-9 is a tough ratio, but even with that 20-5 to one that I posited earlier, that could still lead to a lot of halftime deficits, a lot of comeback efforts. If he
2: goes 20 and 5 on the touchdown interception
0: ratio, but goes 9 and 8, then a lot of fourth quarter problems. I would
2: have to assume that more problems were elsewhere on the team in that scenario than the quarterback. Like 20 and 5 seems solid for an Arthur Smith offense capitalizing on touchdowns when you have to. Like did the well, running, maybe did the running maybe, game fall apart? Did maybe the defense I'm doing the math fall apart? Like, maybe
0: I'm doing the math wrong because what he had six touchdowns this year yeah, six, and only two picks, I think, yes, three. So I think I'm doing my math wrong. So let's say it's 20 to 10 because I don't think you can get away with 20 touchdowns and five picks. So 20 and 10, does that change your opinion on anything?
2: Maybe because the interceptions maybe hurt you and, and loses you a couple games that that you wouldn't have lost if you had protected the football. But isn't the whole point of Arthur Smith in his offense to kind of like maximize the most you can get out of maybe a mediocre quarterback. Mm
0: -hmm. But is it possible?
2: I'm not saying that that's a maximization, but
0: that's not bad either. Is it unfair for me to say the most you can get out of Kenny Pickett is only 20 touchdowns?
2: And then is it also unfair for me to say, but if every other aspect of the Arthur Smith offense is working and working great, does 20 touchdowns translate to more than nine wins?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because
2: your running backs are scoring a lot and you're running all over teams. But
0: I think that's a a part of the issue here is that we're saying, is any Pickett ceiling nine wins in the regular season?
2: No, I don't think so. I think his okay. ceiling, like I said, is somewhere around that Tannehill range. He can get to 11 wins. He can get to 12 wins. The team around him is going to have to help lift everything up with him. Um, but I... I I just think Steelers fans, it's going to happen that he's going to be your starting quarterback next year. I find it hard to believe that they will have someone outside come in or if Mason's back, Mitch is back, definitely not Mitch, but if Mason's back, he beats out Kenny for the job. I think week one next year, you're going to see Kenny Pickett under center. So... Start thinking about some of the things that he needs to do a lot better that you want to see in those first couple of games to let you know that there is definitely progress with this new OC and he looks like he is actually showing improvement. And I'm talking no spins out of the pocket, clean pockets, no more. Step up in the pocket more. Hit those layups a little bit more. There's just so much things about the the play at the quarterback position that I think you can tell he's improving on or not quickly uh, once real games start after this offseason. So my last thought on this topic would be the leash for Kenny Pickett and how long it would be, and you've asked me that throughout this episode and I haven't given you a definitive answer. I would give him at least a month's worth of games. Mm -hmm. And – but in that the month, record the record matters for the team, mm-hmm. his touchdown to interception ratio matters, his completion percentage matters, all of that matters as far as your evaluation. If all of that equals not good enough, then it's time to move on. Let me ask you this.
0: Uh, say he kind of continues down that say you know the play is pretty much consistent and it results in 9 and 8 or 10 and 7 and a, around a 20 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio. Entering year four, do you bring Kenny Pickett back to be your starter again? Or do you say that's it's, it's too much of the same? Uh, yeah, you did a little bit better this year, but we ended up in the same place. We can't afford more of this. I probably would not. They probably would. They, that would as
2: well. be some improvement. Not team record-wise, but... From the quarterback position, it would be. If it if, could point the, if to the, if the
0: postseason result is you get in with a nine and eight or ten and seven record, and you're out in the first round again, do you think that changes anything? I I want I have to believe based it based on what
2: our owner just told us, you'd have to think that it would, mm-hmm. because you could tell patience was running a little thin in that building. Uh, Groundhog's Day for the fifth time in a row might in fact, be the breaking point for the quarterback position. But... Kind of bleak. I, But I don't want it to be that bleak. Like I said, this whole topic of this episode was that there still has to be something there that they're seeing, or else I really refuse to believe that a group of very intelligent football minds would just continue to trot out Kenny Pickett for the vibe for reasons for just the feels that they wouldn't do that. It, there's something there. And I, I bet you, they share our frustrations even more so because they're seeing it in person every day. And they're probably like, why can't this just get unlocked in a game? Why can't this translate to the game? And whatever it is that they're seeing, it's obviously good enough to at least give it one more shot with Arthur Smith as the new OC. See what you got in this kid. it if you can unlock this next level of play in Kenny Pickett. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl is on Sunday. Steelers have been in quite a few of those themselves. We'll talk about some of our memories for Steelers Super Bowls Mm. and talk about some other NFL newsworthy stuff when we come back on the Steelers Standard.